I got a stack shit. So you know what time it is if I, I tap it. to start our final hour of this day on the opening night of the NBA. Good start for the Milwaukee Bucks. The champs got their jewelry. They got the banner and they've got a nice lead in the opening quarter against the Nets as they've scored 37 in the first. They lead Brooklyn 37 25. Capital Casino is back with indoor gaming and dining located inside at 411 North 16th Street in downtown Sacramento. All right. In this final hour, another chance for you guys to win Kings tickets coming up at 530 for that opener, the home opener against the Utah Jazz on Friday. Well, let's bring in our next guest on the show. So excited for Morgan Reagan, who is back with us. We're going to get to see a lot of Mo this year as she'll be doing some pre-half and post duties, including, I think, Morgan, do you start tomorrow night? Hi, I do. And are you fired up for that? I can tell you are. Oh, my gosh. I'm not excited at all. Like, <laughs> why do I even have to do this? Ugh. You want me to get... <laughs> You, you want me to get you fired up? Oh, I mean, sure, yes, I am fired up, but yes, please, more. I mean, don't you just love that? Don't you just love that, Mo? That's the, Every time I hear that, I think of you, because we used to play that on the show, and you love that song. You, you know, J. Ross, I begged Chris Verlaud to play that song for me when I was coming on and he denied me. So thank you for doing that. I said we played it like 13 times before that. Yes. With and without the lyrics. Yes. So I thought that the audience might be tired of it. Uh, But when we hear Morgan hearing it, I just, every time I hear it, I think of Morgan. And so we're glad you're here, Mo. We're glad you're uh, ready for a season. How excited are you? Not only for your opportunity, but certainly for a new season of uh, Kings basketball. Jason, you so I know you know personally how excited I am for this role. Like this is dream come true. I've been, you know, grinding, trying to get this role or just a role like this, even in this business, in the NBA, and especially in this market with the team that I love and grew up watching. It's just, it's exciting. It's so cool. So I'm like, obviously so stoked for that. And then, I am really excited about this King season. I think a lot of people are. I don't go into every King season feeling excited. I feel like like everyone else does. And when I say everyone else does, like we we've all been there. We've all done it where we just go, "Oh man, no, no, this time this is going to be the year. This hmm. is going to be there." If, if anything, I've been the one the last couple of years that I've been a little bit on the negative realist side however you want to put it whatever but now this year yeah i feel that excitement and it scares me (laughs) well it's probably dual parts for you one the anticipation of your new role and two to watch this team uh let's can we start with the one bit of news today because i think a lot of things have been going in a good direction seemingly they haven't played a game yet but the way they played in the preseason the additions they've made the how they've been playing and then this news this afternoon about Marvin Bagley, I think makes sense to not have him in the rotation. I wonder, Morgan, where he fits in. I just don't like his camp coming out publicly and making the statements they did. I don't know if this is going to be a distraction, but what was your opinion of, of just kind of hearing all this, what, twenty four, a little over 24 hours before the first tip? Yeah, I mean, anyone that wants to act like this is going to be the big, oh, no, this is going to be a downer. Is it, though? Is it, like, we, we already knew there was, there's there's been this kind of chatter around Marvin Bagley in the past. So, for it to come right now, 
it's like, okay, here it is. This is what we've been waiting for. There it is. But who cares this time? Because there is at least more people, more depth, more of a bench to, like, fill that void if he's not there. And he hasn't been there. He hasn't been there because of health. And it's not him. That's the other thing people need to understand. It's his camp that came out with this. And even though, even though he probably agrees with it, it's his camp coming out with this. And what a weird, weird strategy for his camp to come out with this statement. Right. I just, I just think it's a bad look all around, especially with everything that we're seeing with the Philly today and just Ben Simmons, the bad looks. And look, I'm one of the people that I'm very much about player empowerment. I'm, uh, I like to humanize these these tough times for these players and everything. But this is a business at the end of the day, too. And he hasn't played real NBA minutes in the first couple years of his career. So why, why would he just expect, like, for this, for him to be in this rotation when there's actually other pieces that can fill his role. Yeah, and I would say, Morgan, the one thing, I, the thing that I like from the Kings side of this, if they have been that open and honest, if that's coming from Monty, if that's coming from Luke and saying, hey, look, at least opening night, we don't see you in the rotation. No player wants to hear that, but I think every player appreciates the honesty. So then Marvin's not going through warmups tomorrow going, when am I going to get in or am I going to get in? Likely he's not. He knows that that doesn't mean this is a long-term thing. It could be a long-term thing, but I I think the approach of being honest with a player is important, even if they don't like the information they hear. Yeah, no, that's absolutely. Because that's, that's how people get in trouble, right? If you're not being transparent and um, you're not communicating and having these conversations and sometimes the conversations and what you're hearing aren't going to be what you like. And if they're not what you like, you don't, you don't go about it this way in in my eyes. And and again, it's not so much him. He's being told by his people that are close to him to go about it this way. And I just think that that is strange, especially when there was something within that uh, giant paragraph of talking about like his value and, you know, should have dealt with him uh, in the off season when his value was at a certain level. And it's like, his value has remained the same, and if anything, could only go up if he were to see minutes on the floor. Mm-hmm. But that's not, and, but he hasn't seen those minutes, not because they haven't been playing him, because he hasn't stayed healthy. So it's just a, yeah, it's a very weird situation. But don't you just feel like, don't you kind of, <laughs> don't you kind of feel like, oh well, like let's like there's other players that want to play that want to do things that don't want to start drama that want to continue this good basketball culture. Let's just move forward. Yeah. That's the way I look at it. I mean, look, if it all could work with Marvin, fantastic. But I think the way I looked at it, Morgan was it's either a combination of the, the staff liking three guards and wanting to play smaller more often, or the other new additions, Harkless still relatively new. And then Lynn and uh, Thompson, they feel they're better equipped as a fit for this team. I think Marvin's more talented than a lot of those players, but fit is, you know it, and the basketball team is is important. So I think of it as encouraging. If you're comfortable enough to sit a number two pick and not feel that pressure, you must think you've got better options around him. Yes, yes, and that's it. And that's, that's exactly what we're saying. Like, 
there, the Kings need to play to win. I yes. feel like there's a few times last year when we would even question like, oh, is Luke having to play, you know, Buddy and Bagley and Corey Joseph and all these minutes because, you know, they're trying to deal so-and-so here and deal so-and-so here. You know, we didn't know what exactly what was going on behind the scenes in Monty McNair's first year and everything. So now I feel like we have more of a clue of what's going on and the players that are the best are going to play. And that's why we might even see Buddy coming off the bench. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it makes a lot of sense as we're talking with Morgan Reagan, of course, from the Deuce and Mo podcast, also now on the TV side of things with the new pre-half and post duties coming up this season and Stockton Kings. We'll get into them a little bit too here soon, Mo. But um, night chat last year, after every game, you guys did this. And a lot of times you guys were talking about the lack of defense. I found it interesting. I, I knew it was a point of emphasis. It has to get better. But, boy, for Luke Walton to come out and say, oh, we're going to be in the top 15, that's a big jump. Do you think they can do it with the additions, like we mentioned, of Thompson, Len, and certainly with Davion Mitchell? Can they make that much of a jump this year? I mean, that's pretty confident, right? Yes, very. <laughs> uh, yeah, I <sighs> – do I actually think that? No, I don't. But, but I do. I, I, I do believe that you have to have that mindset, whether you are the coaching staff, whether you are the players. Like setting that goal. What, what is it? Shoot for the moon, land yeah. upon the stars. Right. Like that kind of thing, same concept here, right? Except uh, a little different because your defense was so awful last year that like. You, you know, you're, you've got to land at least near the stars this year. And for the Kings, you're, you have to believe that with just Davion Mitchell alone as an individual is going to set a different tempo defensively for this culture, for this team, that they are going to improve. And I'm not one of those people that usually just believes like in, oh, one person comes and, man, everything's going to change. But Davion Mitchell is unique. He's different. And what he brings, even, again, that one little clip that we saw the other day that the Kings put out of De'Aaron guarding Davion and then Davion taking it to the rack, missing because De'Aaron's good defense, Uh, Alex Lynn getting the rebound and then getting blocked by Tristan Thompson and Tristan Thompson's like talking mad smack that whole intense sequence right there. Again, it's a clip. Of course, people are going to put out the best of the best things. We understand that, but I don't think they would have gotten that clip last year and the year before. And I just feel like it's a little bit different. And I feel like even with Tristan Thompson and having a big body, uh, like Alex Lynn, it's going to make a difference with that presence in the paint. The other thing I know, you know, we've all covered this team for a long time now. It feels like there's been so much turnover year to year. This is the first time in a long time, Mo, where it's pretty much the same core group. There's there's the few subtleties that we've talked about, but these guys have played a lot of basketball together, and I think that's part of why they were so good in the preseason, That just the continuity. How much of a benefit do you think that is as they get ready to start this 82-game season? It's a huge benefit. It's what I say every single year. Whenever in look at me getting all passionate about this because like I believe so many years and you know I said this. I use the P word. I say patience, patience, patience. And when I say patience, I'm not like, oh hey guys, hey everyone, just be patient and let this team keep losing. It's like, no, no, no. 
be patient with the development and the growth of these players and of this coach. You know how many people wanted Luke fired every single day last year? And again, that's not good for a team, even if you don't like the way that he coaches. That's just not good. The, the turnover for a team like that is not good because you'll never get a flow. You'll never get a rhythm. You'll never get an identity. And now they're kind of establishing these relationships, uh, this communication. They're transparent with each other. Now, I know I said that about Luke last year and every single day everyone wanted him fired, but this year, like, he de- he needs to make a leap, and that leap needs to be contending for the play-in game to actually keep his job because that is also the coaching culture of the NBA. As we're talking with Morgan Reagan here, of course, you can check her out of the Deuce and Mo podcast and her TV duties for this season with the Kings, new pre-half and post-duties. You got some new partners, too. Matt Barnes, Kenny Thomas, uh, they're going to be working with you as well. Some nights, I think you have just one. I think the opener, you were telling me you're working with both. So you're going to be playing some serious point guard this year. Yeah, seriously. I'm going to be dropping dimes left <laughs> and right, you know. You know, But but that's the other thing, G. Ross. It's, it's funny because even on the Deuce and Mo podcast, you know, Deuce, is essentially the host and i am an analyst i like to analyze i love analyzing the game i'm a color analyst you know while deuce is the play-by-play on that stockton kings broadcast so with this it's it's different because you're right i am going to be pat like navigating things and throwing questions at them but like i gotta get my touches too because especially if these guys say something wrong, you know I'm going to tell them what's up. You know I'm going to correct them or go at them or let them know if I don't feel like something's right. I'm so excited to work with both of them. Kenny Kenny is really, like, sweet, soft-spoken. And Matt, I just got off a call with Matt and a few of the uh, NBC people just talking about our pregame show tomorrow. And, I mean, he is, he is so cool, but what's so great about him He's only going to speak the truth, yep. and I am all about that life. I am that same way. I'm a realist. Um, I'm a fan. I'm an optimist, but I am definitely realistic when it comes to talking basketball. Yeah. What are those guys kind of? What could they possibly say that'll be wrong? That you have to keep yeah. them in check. Yeah, are they going to do the whole back in my day? You know, I'll keep them in check. <laughs> I do for sure. Um, you have like uh, your your you know like before your first day of school, uh, you'd maybe pick out your outfit. You got your your game one outfit ready to go. Your game one gear. Um, I have game one, two, and three oh. as of right now picked out. Okay. Yeah. yeah um, as I look on the as I look at them on the hanger, you know, I. I question myself, but, but here's the thing, everyone in this business, you don't make a lot of money. So like buying clothes, isn't really something that you can just like, Oh yeah, I can buy uh, hundreds of dollars of shirts and dresses all the time. So I'm using a thing called rent the runway. So I'm renting clothing. Sometimes I luck out and the pieces that I pick out actually fit me. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes I just got to roll with the punches because I pay for it and that's what I got to do. So uh, tomorrow's outfit, hopefully the people don't see the back of me because my shirt's pretty big. <laughs> well, just wear a Deuce and Mo shirt. People want the gear. People wear that out. Yeah, and then get fired on my first day. No. Days, and I'll do that. No, 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 no. There's going to be plenty of support there. You also brought up 
uh, the Stockton Kings. That's not far from getting started, Bobby Jackson. And then uh, so many of these guys that were in camp that you know, Morgan, looks like they're going to be a part of this team. I think the Stockton team might be pretty good. Oh, my God. I am I am just as excited for this Stockton Kings team. And I think a lot of Kings fans are, too. I think what we saw in the summer league with some of these guys, um, especially like Emmanuel Terry, like that energy guy, um, excited. I, I'm excited for some of the individual play, but come on, Bobby Jackson as the coach, it's going to be fun because Deuce and I both as broadcasters there have access to talking to him before games and talking to the rest of the coaching staff about um, who they're playing and who they're looking at and how they're going to go about things. And it's just, it's so fun being up close and personal and not to be like that weirdo to promote Stockton Kings and people going to those games. But really quick, if you are listening right now, go to a Stockton Kings game. So many people go, what? But it's so far. It's in Stockton, ah. especially if you're Sacramento. It's not. It's not far. It's and then other people, you know, people always question in different cities. Like, is it safe? Yes, it's safe. <laughs> There's a safe it's a great parking garage. It's a great arena. I seriously love being there. And um the thing is that the tickets are way cheaper, right? So go starting in November. Um tickets will go on sale and everything. And it's just it's just a fun time in Stockton. So yeah, I'm excited for all that. So, Morgan, there's been this rumor going around the station, and we just wanted to know if it was true or not. Some people Uh have been saying that it was actually me who started the ball rolling on you being a regular presence on NBC, Sacramento, or California, because I said that you're the good luck charm of the Kings, have not lost when you have done pre-post game. Is that true? Can 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 you confirm it for us? Chris, you're a great man. You are. You are a great man. I have some great men in this business that have been there for me through a lot, and I appreciate that. But you know what? I'm going to give myself credit for this because I've been working my butt off. So I think this one, I give the award to me. Good. I did it. I was, I, was Morgan just, Reagan. I was just about to stop you because, Morgan, you just told us you were going to tell it like it is and went, man, you're giving Chris too much credit. But then you stopped right there and you gave yourself the credit. You know what? I'm going to allow it. You're, it's but been allowed. I'm going to say this. If you are a basketball, if you bet on the games, I'm not saying you should or you shouldn't. It's yeah. not really legal in California. But if you do, and it's one of the games that Morgan's hosting. It's in the bag. You need to put some money on the game. Yes. I mean, there's too many good things going on right now, Mo. The Kings haven't lost when you're there. The Kings haven't lost since Doug Christie's been on the bench. Like, this team's not losing a game this year. Oh, my God. You guys, that's a little scary to even think about. And you know what's sad? Uh, uh, Vegas, they they set it at uh, 35 and a half wins, I believe, for the mm-hmm. Kings. I took the under. What? Aren't you working more than, like, 40 games this year? <laughs> yes, I am. Oh, my goodness. I'm pro- yeah, I'm probably working like 50% of the games. And so anyone that's confused about that, it's just basically whenever Mark Jones is at ESPN, Kyle Draper will be play-by-play, and I will be uh, there hosting at the desk. And that will be happening a lot more, about 50% of the game. That's awesome. See, this isn't like when we were back together, me, you, and Deuce. And Deuce would always give my record when I was in for G-Man, which was, oh, gosh, probably like a 10% win percentage for me. Uh, you have you're still perfect at this, so you just got to keep it up. There's no pressure. Yeah, no, I 
I'm feeling the pressure. And, dude, you guys, I feel the pressure even when I pick out outfits because <laughs> I know people get weird if you're, like, wearing yellow and you're playing the Lakers or uh. you're wearing yellow and you're playing the Jazz. So I'm wearing yellow tomorrow against the Blazers Acceptable. because no one can get mad. Yep. And then I have um, some shimmery. Ooh, shimmery. Thing. Careful. Yeah. No, no. It's like shimmery purplish uh, for the home opener where, please, if you're there at the arena, please come say hi. And if for some reason I don't say hi, it's just because I'm still a newbie and I need to just keep my eye on the prize and hosting the show and make sure that I'm doing everything right. So, guys, don't bother Mo. Yeah, she's working. (laughs) Well, that is the thing. Like, you will be working. Like, in breaks, it's different. But a lot of times, yes, you are busy while you're up there. You are working. Yes, that's it. And it's like, and I think because also I'll be newer, it's like the multitasking won't be as sharp. So that's why, like, if for some reason I'm not saying hi and I have my head down and I'm into my stats or what angle I'm going at next uh, for halftime or postgame, please excuse me. I promise you I will just keep getting better and I will be saying hi eventually in this season if I'm not saying hi right away. Because the problem is if people start to bother you, they're going to mess up the mojo. Mm. And that could ruin oh. our perfect record. We can't have that happen. It's about the team, yeah, guys. Chris. It's about the team. You guys, no, no one's ever even going to like look at me now. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're all going to be checking you out, Mo. We are so happy for you. Uh, get started tomorrow for you and uh, throughout the season, and we'll get a chance to talk to you more and see you out at the arena. Uh, congratulations. Keep up the great work. It's well-deserved, well-earned, and we'll see you out there uh, very soon. Well, thank you, Jay Ross. Thank you, Chris. You guys, seriously, I'm so glad, um, excited for this next chapter, and I'm so excited I got to talk to you today. Yeah, well, thank you. That is the great Morgan Reagan joining us. Again, check her out on the Do Some Mo podcast. They'll do night chat after every game. I mean, they, they go after it, and Do Some Mo have just been so great uh, to me and for me and friends for, for a long, long time, and I'm just happy for both. So glad that I get to work with Deuce on the radio broadcast, and I get to see Mo even more now. So uh, she's going to do great. She will do absolutely great, and uh, look forward to that starting tomorrow because we got Kings basketball tomorrow. She mentioned the opening night at home. That's Friday. You guys want to go? Here's how you can do it. Call now, 1-800-920-1140, 1-800-920-1140. Our second Kings trivia question is coming your way when we come back. You'll have an opportunity to uh, answer that. We'll update you on the Bucks and the Nets, on the Dodgers and the Braves, and everything else going on as we're back with that Kings trivia question straight ahead right here on Sports 1140 KHDK. Again to Jason Quick from the Athletic, giving us a preview of the Kings and Blazers for tomorrow, and Morgan Reagan. You can see Mo tomorrow on TV. Thank you for her to join us. Anything you miss on the show? Certainly go back to kh2k.com. Check out in our podcast form when the show is done. We encourage you to check out all of our shows that way. So uh, thank you so much. Morgan's the type of person as she gets pumped up, you get more pumped up. Yes, and then when sure. she hears you get pumped up, she gets even more pumped. Her voice up. gets higher. She was fired up. And at first I thought she just went through that whole line. I'm like, I'm not going to let these guys get away with stuff. And then when you were asking for the credit, she was giving it to you. I thought, wow. But then she's like, no, it's me. I did it. Good for her. Good for her. So we are excited for Morgan's uh, future, certainly in immediate futures tomorrow. She's going to be working that game tomorrow on TV 
Uh, as Kyle Draper does the call, she'll do pre-half and post. We'll have all the games for you on the radio. You can join the G-Man, the High Flyer, Deuce, myself, our entire broadcast crew as uh, we get ready for another season of Kings basketball. we got our Kings trivia question coming your way in just a minute. we got things to update you on. Lots of stuff is happening here uh, quickly. So let's start with uh, the very latest here. <laughs> Oh, we haven't heard that in a while for the Astros in the American League Championship Series. They took the lead? They did. They strike first. Bregman with a home run, so it's one nothing Astros. Uh, wait, there's more. It's Numa Gassiapara! It's Numa! Uh, a two-run home run by, was it Bogerts? Yes. In the bottom of the inning has uh, made it 2-1 Red Sox. They're threatening for even more. I don't know if you saw it, but he cr- Rushed it. Did he? Yeah. Out of Fenway? Out of Fenway. Man. So 2-1 Boston. That series is just runs galore. Uh, Boston threatening for more. Dodgers still down here to their last, what, six outs today. They're trailing 5-2 after a 2-0 early lead. They gave a four in the fourth and then another in the fifth, and they're down 5-2. Braves trying to go up three games to none. Also, the NBA has begun tonight. you got the Warriors and the Lakers coming up a little bit later. Uh, currently in action right now. That wimpy deer. Uh, they're still ahead. The champs, Milwaukee Bucks, 63. Brooklyn, 55. Let's see high scores. James Harden has 15. Patty Mills in his uh, first run with the Nets has hit five three-pointers, five for five off the bench. He, too, has 15. Kevin Durant has 11 points. But the Nets are trailing right now, as we said, 64-55. 12 points for Drew Holiday, 17 now for Giannis to go with eight boards, three assists, and a block. So we'll keep you up to date on those things. But it is that time to give you a chance to win another set of Kings tickets for Friday. Win a pair of tickets to see the Kings open up their home season, home portion of their schedule against the Jazz Friday at Golden One Center. For tickets and more information, visit khtk.com. So let's bring in Monty. You were dialing us up first. Hey, Monty, how are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing great. What do you think? What's your outlook for the Kings this season? How many wins for Sacramento? 55. 55? 5-5? Yeah. Wow. Why so much? I, I would definitely take it. Why are you so optimistic? I don't know. It's just my kid's favorite number after Jay Will. All right. We're going with it. We're going with it. Well, let's see if you can get to the game by answering this question. Here is our, our trivia question for you. Who scored the first points for the Kings last season? The first points of the season. De'Aaron Fox. It was not De'Aaron Fox. Israel, you're next. How are you? Doing good. How are you doing, Jay? Good. What do you think? How many wins for the Kings this season? You know, I'm, I'm hoping for 55 like the last <laughs> caller, but, you know, I'd be happy with 40, you know. Let's just get up there and let's, one step at a time. One step at a time. I Our, think we all want him to be right. Yes. 55 would be amazing. We all want money to be right. Yes. We would love that. Amazing. Uh, what do you think? Who scored the first points of the season last year for the Kings? I'm going to say Marvin Bagley. It is not Marvin Bagley. It is not Marvin Bagley. Anthony, you are next. Hey, Anthony. Hello. Hey, what about you? What do you think about the win total for the Kings uh, 21-22 season? Uh, 40-43, around that range. Okay. That, that'll that get them, I think, in that 
top 10, and certainly in a play-in situation. Uh, what is the answer to our trivia question? Who scored the first points of the year for the Kings last season? I'm going to take a guess and say Harrison Barnes. That's a guess. It's a good guess. You are a winner. Thank oh. you. There you go, Anthony. He made it on a free throw. First points was a free throw. Right. First basket went to Buddy Heald. But, Anthony, you are correct. You are going to the Kings in the Jazz game on Friday. So, Anthony is our winner. Congratulations. And uh, we will get your information here. Uh, but congratulations, Anthony, as uh, you have won those tickets to see the Kings and the Jazz play Friday at Golden One Center. So, Anthony, good for you. And thank you to the rest of you. We will have another question coming your way tomorrow. Also, a reminder, tomorrow uh, we're going to have, obviously, a lot on the Kings and Blazers to start the season, uh, the first game of the year. Uh, we will have Lincoln Kennedy joins us each and every Wednesday. And Chris Landry as well. So, a ton of football talk amongst all the things that are going on to start an NBA season and some anticipation, some excitement for the Kings, even with all of this other stuff that's going on. And that stuff, if you haven't heard right now, is Marvin Bagley. Uh, The Kings apparently informed Marvin that he would not be in the rotation for opening night. And again, I like that transparency, that honesty. And I said it watching the preseason. I honestly don't know where he fits in with what this team is trying to do. I don't. And maybe the team felt that exact same way. And just informing him that he wouldn't be in the rotation. And then his camp came out today and was not happy with that at all. At all. And I don't expect them to be. But I don't think this is the best way to address that and making that very much public. If you missed it, here's what the quote came from his agent, Jeff Schwartz. Quote, Sacramento has informed Marvin Bagley he is not in the opening night rotation, which is completely baffling. It's clear they have no plans for him in the future. And yet passed on potential deals at last year's deadline and this summer based on, quote, value. Instead, they chose to bring him back but not play him, a move completely contradictory to their value argument. This is a case study in mismanagement by the Kings organization. That's coming from Jeff Schwartz, Marvin Bagley's agent. Um, I'm sure Marvin's upset with not playing. Now, upset is one thing, or disappointed. Marvin, to what we've seen on the surface, on the edges, from reporters that have been there, from our eyes at games, has done all the things you ask of a player to do. He shows up. He works hard. He's been a good teammate. You know, From what we can see, coaches have said as much. And at this point, Marvin Bagley um, hasn't performed enough to the satisfaction of what the coaches want. He hasn't been a bad player. He hasn't been what they had looked for. It was a different front office that drafted him. That was Vlade. We know that. And Monty McNair has kept him around. And if his agent, Jeff Schwartz, is entirely true about potential deals in the summer, it's also got to work for the Kings. And I don't think they're trying to hold anything over Marvin. If they can get a great deal for him, and for any player on this team, they're going to do a deal to make the team better. That is the goal of a general manager. That is a goal of an organization to win as many games as possible to win a championship, to build a roster that can compete every year. We just got done talking about the Blazers. Um, they have done a great job of winning a team that competes every year, eight straight years of making the playoffs. They're in a weird spot where they are a very good team. They're a playoff team. I don't think they're a championship team, and I don't know what they do. I think they should have added more around Dame Lillard, but I can't see them falling apart completely. They're not a mess. They're just not good enough. Now, the Kings haven't been good enough. And at times have been a mess. And this is a situation where Marvin hasn't played well enough. And they think their other bigs give him a better chance to win. And they're going to play a lot of guards. So it makes sense to me 
I like that they were transparent with him. And now I'm sure the front office, if they weren't already, are looking for other homes for him. Or, for Marvin's sake, I would say keep working, keep getting better, keep trying to stay healthy. And the way an NBA season goes, a nagging injury here, a serious injury somewhere else, I mean, you just don't know, opportunities will come. This is the opening day rotation. This isn't the rotation in April. This isn't the rotation in December. It's a long NBA season. History has shown us that. Injuries do happen. Marvin should know that better than anybody because he has been a guy that has started, has been given opportunities to start. And more times than not, when Marvin started, he was not a finisher. He was not on the floor at the end of games. And to me, it felt like there was more starts for him based on, much like I say with quarterbacks in the NFL, you are as good as your options. The Kings have better options now. They were maybe in a spot last year, the amount of times that Marvin was here and played and started. They didn't have as good of options as they do to start this season. Uh, Bielitsa maybe could have been a better option, but I think there were some pressures to play Marvin at that point. And now they feel better about Harkless. They feel better likely about Len and Thompson and playing three guards. So there's more choices there, and you really can't get into a spot where you comfortably play 11 and 12 players a night. So the best chances to win are to likely trim the rotation. I want to look at the game that's happened now that's at the half between the Bucks and the Nets, how many players each team has played. The Nets have gone to 10, and the Bucks have gone to 10. Now, the the lowest minute total is 4 and 5 for, I guess, player 9 and 10 for the Bucks, and 5 and 5 for the lowest uh, bench total minutes for the players on the Nets. So that game, by the way, is 66-59, Bucks with a lead. Uh, that one is at the half. So that, to me, we will see how the Kings handle this. More importantly, how Marvin's group, we've seen how Marvin's group has handled it. I don't think that was the best idea. It's very much public. The story is not only out in King's Twitter and King's social media. I see it right now on the, the front of a couple other websites. And here's the headline, Agent Rips Kings After Bagley Told He Won't Start. It's not only won't start, it's out of the rotation. And to me, good teams, even other teams, minutes should be earned. Should be earned. And if the Kings feel comfortable enough to say at this moment, Marvin Bagley maybe necessarily hasn't earned his, but others have earned those minutes. That, to me, is the better sign of a team that can be good. And a bad thing to think about is hopefully the Kings are going to be on the fringe, like play-in game mm-hmm. between that 7-10 to 10 spot. The bad thing is if you're thinking of other teams that are in that same area, which of those teams would Bagley get major minutes for? It's true. I don't know when you start to go down. I mean, it's kind of a matter of back again to choices. What do, what do those other teams have? And it's not because of like he doesn't have the skill to be a great not player. At all. It's just we don't know. Nobody knows what Bagley is going to give this season. Yeah. yeah. Not give, but what he's going to produce this season. And that's it. It's it's he's a, He's a really strange case study because he is a talented player. He will get numbers. I think his career numbers are amazingly consistent in his three seasons, right around 14 points a game, right around seven assists. There is absolutely nothing wrong with any of that. Nothing wrong. Now, when you pick two, and then by year four, you're hoping that's more of an all-star, a franchise-type player, or player you go, okay, we got this guy locked in for the next 10 years. Well, we know Marvin and now DeAndre Ayton, the top two picks, did not get that rookie contract extension. Marvin, as we read the uh, statistics from... 
um, different accounts that he's going to lose a lot of money here potentially on not getting that and even the perceived demotion to start the year. Bobby Marks, we gave you those numbers of, of, of some of the statistics. If he doesn't hit those marks, uh, those target numbers, it will cost him even another about half of his potential salary on the qualifying offer. So I don't think Marvin's done in this league. People will want him. People will be curious. He is big. He's talented. He's still very young. It's about fit. It is about fit. And I think the Kings, if they do trade him, have to be comfortable knowing that he may put up good numbers elsewhere. But I just, the way they're constructed this year, I don't see him putting up good number, big numbers, but I could see him helping the team. But you don't play everybody. And some people, someone in that group, if we go through the five guards of Buddy Heald, Fox, Halliburton, uh, Mitchell, and Terrence Davis, then Harkless, now we're at six, Barnes, seven, Bagley, eight, in, in any order here, um, Holmes, nine, Len, 10, Thompson, 11. You, you generally don't play that many players. Someone's got to be on the outside looking in. And when you're going to look to play three guards more often, you're taking away minutes from the front court. And I believe they think that's going to be Marvin Bagley. So they're up front with him. Um, we're likely not going to see, you know, uh, Damian Jones, I don't think much. I don't think we're going to see Chemezi Metu that much, I don't think. And certainly Marvin Bagley at the beginning of the season. So we're probably seeing those other 10, maybe nine, and maybe – uh, a split between Tristan Thompson and Alex Len on who gets in more minutes. Right now, it sure seems like it's Tristan Thompson. But they're going to want to play Thompson and Holmes. They're going to want to play Barnes and Harkless. And then you're looking at Buddy, Fox, Halliburton, Mitchell, and Davis. I think that's the group that's going to play a lot to begin this season. All right. Break time for us. We'll come back. We still have the crossover. Still more updates on these baseball games and the NBA and the opening night of the season. We're back with more after this on Sports 1140 KHDK. Here on Sports 1140 KHTK, Jason Ross here with you. Tomorrow, the season starts for the Sacramento Kings. So looking forward to that. Like we said, we will talk a lot about Kings Blazers tomorrow with a season opener. Lincoln Kennedy to join us. Chris Landry as well. Also a reminder, our Golf to Go show with Frank LaRosa tomorrow, 2 until 3 o'clock. So a busy day here on KHTK. Uh, before we get to our crossover and, and updates on these other uh, things going on today, uh, Chris, did you see the story about Washington State's coach yesterday, football coach? Uh, Coach Rolovich uh, refused the Washington state of Washington's mandate on the vaccine and the school had talked to him and talked to him and talked to him and had all the student athletes expect to. And he said, no, I'm not going to do it. And they fired him. He was set to make three and a half million dollars and he will not take the free vaccine. That's crazy. And I want to say we've you've been talking about that for a while with him, right? A couple different coaches, but he's one that's out there and a couple assistants went with him because they refused to do it. Man. And you just go, all right. I mean, again, back to your rights. Absolutely. Kyrie Irving. Make your stance. You cannot play. You can. I guess Adam Silver was on uh, being interviewed by uh, Ernie Johnson. Yeah, on TNT. And he was, like, basically pleading for Kyrie to get the vaccine. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure his teammates are, too. And right now, the Annette's trails. But at this point, like, you can't – if he hasn't gotten it by now, what really can be said? Yeah, he doesn't need to hear anything new. It's just whether or not he caves, right? Like, he changes. It's his mind to change. Um, He knows – well – yeah, Hopefully. Exactly. Um, in that game, by the way, it looks like Drew Holiday injured his heel. Doesn't sound too serious, but is not going to return. 
Uh, the uh, Bucks lead that one by 10. All right, let's get the uh, crossover from the morning show. What's happening on the Carmichael Dave show? Let's find out right now with the crossover. Do you believe it? Here's today's crossover. So we're crossover time, Jason. <laughs> uh, and, and weigh in on this, too. My legacy basketball league, meaning I've been in this league about 20 years with all my friends. The draft was yesterday at 6 p.m. I get a text from one of my high school buddies at 7.15 saying, nice auto draft, because I had completely spaced spaced the draft. And needless to say, it's been an interesting couple of days with some airport issues, blah, 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 but no excuse. I spaced the draft. Here's the thing. I have over the years texted my buddies so many times when they – aren't there and i usually do within the first minute or two they texted me an hour and 15 minutes in i don't want to touch the team i told them i said oh, you should just delete the team or have somebody I don't, I don't want any part of it should i run the team or do i have the rights to bow out and say i'm not i'm not running an auto draft team there's no fun in that if i win it's because it auto drafted and if not it's because it auto drafted i don't want to do that it's on you man that's on you yeah. I mean, I would have liked the courtesy from my friends, but I don't. I don't miss draft. Like I know when the drafts are. I love drafting. That's the fun of fantasy sports. You put it in your phone. You put the calendar. Yeah, reminder. I did have one where I was confused one time and got there late and was upset about. Like, oh, I thought it was that was one hundred percent on me. And uh, the first four picks I did not like, but you know what I did? I traded them. You sucked it up. Yeah, and you you have a full basketball season, like just the team. And if it's a legacy, yeah, aren't you should most have some players, keepers? Yeah. Should have some keepers there. Um, we need this, by the way, before we get out of here. Also, I'd like to hear from the oh. commissioner. Sorry, Chris. I'd like to hear the commissioner's side of the story. Yeah. Like, if the commission's like, dude, we told you like five times. Right. And we told you that day. Something tells me that maybe had been done. Just a guess. But here we go. All right, Hamilton. Oh, my goodness. What a development in Los Angeles. The Dodgers... Down five to two, down two nothing in the series. Uh, had Bellinger up with two strikes and two on, and he went yard. Ugh. We are tied at five. That could have saved the Dodgers season. We know we don't know. This game's still not over. It's tied at five in the bottom of the eighth. But what a huge hit for Cody Bellinger and the Dodgers. It's awful. As you know, I only root for the Dodgers when Joe Kelly is pitching. Which he did. He pitched earlier. And I was rooting for the Dodgers. Yes, then. he got out he of the jam. He only pitched like, uh, like six pitches. A couple pitches, pitches. yeah. He was now in. I'm very upset at the Dodgers. <laughs> All right, so that is 5-5. The Red Sox lead the Astros 2-1. NBA at 71-62. Milwaukee tomorrow. We're back on NBA opening night for the Kings. Uh, we will go from 3 till 5.30, but again, the golf show will be from 2 to 3. We'll have Lincoln Kennedy tomorrow. We will have Chris Landry and plenty of things to discuss regarding the Kings and their opener. It's going to be a big show tomorrow. We look forward to that. Thanks again to Jason Quick for joining us, for Morgan Reagan. Thanks to Chris Verlade. I'm Jason Ross. Have yourself a great night here on Sports 1140 KHDK. See ya.